Welcome to Quick Shots, a short format traditional archery podcast, where we introduce you to some of the world's most influential traditional archers, and occasionally, some random dudes. Hey everyone, and before we get started, if you like this content and want to support the channel, there are four easy ways to do that. One, subscribe below. Two, like the video. Three, leave a quick comment. Or four, if you really like us, please consider doing all three and tipping me at Venmo at Mick-Chambers. Even a buck or two goes a long way in helping me produce more great content like this. Thanks to all my single string family. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Quick Shots. I'm your host, Mick Chambers. I'm here with Santo. Man, it's been a while since I saw you last and it's so great to see you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. It's good to see you too. It's awesome to see you I mean, and just out and about. And um, thanks for being on the show. Hey, man, uh, I know you really well, but maybe our listeners might not. Um, why don't you give us your sort of your traditional archery origin story? So uh, my origin story. <laughs> yeah, like what, just just kind of tell us, you know, what how how you, how you came to shoot traditional archery. So uh, I was like uh, 10, 11 years old. I had an uncle that was really into bow hunting, um, all traditional back then, you know, and, and he gave me a 76 bear Kodiak. Um, it was a Kodiak hunter and I couldn't even pull it back, but I hung that thing on my wall and I tried to shoot it and fail miserably. Um, went to compound for, you know, when I turned 16 and was able to drive, we went to a local bow shop and, and, uh, we all bought compounds for my friends. We all got compounds the same day. And I think we shot every deer in the woods, you know, over the next couple of years. Um, <laughs> but it, it was traditional came back to me uh, when I went back to work in that bow shop after my normal job. Um, I went back to work for the guy in his bow shop. He taught me how to build arrows, um, set up compounds. And I did that for quite a long time. Um, but he was a big traditional hunter as well. And he went all over the world with a recurve in his hand. And he took just about everything you could with, with a recurve. And uh, it was kind of inspirational to me. He actually made me give him back one of my compounds. When I told him I wanted to shoot traditional, um, he said, well, you give me your compound and I'll teach you how to shoot traditional. And that's when it all started. Um, I didn't start competing until about 15 years ago. Uh, just local stuff here in, in Eastern PA and New Jersey. Um, we actually have quite a, quite a few tournaments around here, local stuff, nothing big. Um, and oh, I... Yeah, we're going really, to touch on that a little bit. I'm kind of interested about PA and why that's sort of the mecca of traditional archery. I mean, there's so many people out there that do trad archery. It's re, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so uh, the area that I live in is now in Pennsylvania. It's called Bucks County, and it's just loaded with deer. Uh, they just did a survey of my town. There's 104 deer per square mile. Oh my God. How, yeah. are they, how are they eating? I mean, you guys must have good well, vegetation. Yeah, that's the thing. So right now they just had, uh, they're having uh, USDA snipers come in 
along with a hunting program, we ran the hunting, they rent, they ran the hunting program for a couple of years, um, allowing hunters access to people's properties. Um, and it didn't really make a dent. And when the population is that high, it's, it's hard to, to, you know, make it, make a dent. And a lot of guys are trophy hunting too, you know, they're, they're not, shooting does they're they're waiting for that big buck to come by because in pa you're only allowed one buck per, per season right same so, kansas. yeah same in kansas. Yeah. yeah and i so they had a calling and still you got a bunch of does wandering around yeah yeah they flew drones over they flew drones over our township and actually counted as many as they could i guess with infrared i watched it on youtube it was okay how many times have informative you- Dude, how many times have you been sitting in a stand and go, man, I wish I just had a drone. I think I heard something over there. I wish I just had a drone video. I could be looking <laughs> on my phone. I'd be like, okay, it's coming. You know, you know, the big one's coming. You know, don't well, take the shot. You don't need a drone around here. I, uh, I guess it was, it was last year, the year before it was the year before last. Uh, I shot 15 deer in one season. You can um, do that. Oh yeah, you can shoot as many does as you want as long as you have a tag for them. Okay. So you just have to you just have to buy the tags. Ah, that would make that would make deer. I think we're five tags in Kansas. Yeah. For total, total. So that means if you get one, um, you know, one with antlers, and then you know four yeah. antlerless. Um, that's you get of- you get two here. You get a you get a one buck permit and uh, a believe a doe tag comes with your permit i'm not really sure about that because i always buy doe tags that we have to and in fact our township gives them out for free um if you if you want a doe hunt you can go to the township building and they will give you a red tag you just have to fill the form out for free it doesn't cost anything wow that's pretty cool all right hey we're getting a little off topic let's go back i want to okay so you started off archery you got a you got a bow given to you and it was a bad experience because it was too heavy, right? You mean you just well, couldn't... It was a great experience. Okay. Was, yeah, okay. I was too small. I was a big kid. At 10 years old, I think I was 5'11 and probably close wow. to 180 pounds. So, uh, But I wasn't strong. And and I couldn't pull it back. Um, so I put it down. And, and I went to compound because, you know, you can adjust that thing down to 50 pounds and, and go. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of my friends there was four of us we grew up on the same road and and we all got into we all got the same bow it was a high country safari when they came out i think it was uh 89 you know yeah. we we all bought the same exact bow same exact setup um but it it took me until i guess it was like about 15 years ago i went and shot a friend of mine was or actually my cousin said, hey, let's go, uh, you want to go to a tournament, a 3D tournament, and I had no idea what it was, I never shot 3D before, and uh, I went with him to a tournament at Black Knight Bow Benders down in Jersey, Jackson, New Jersey, and uh, it was great, I lost a dozen arrows, it was awesome, I had so much fun, it was in the snows in February. Wait, is that with a, that was with your recurve, or? Yeah, yeah, I took that, I took that recurve, and, and I had a I actually had a brand new set of uh, of um, Three Rivers um, arrows that I just got, and I lost every one of them that day. <laughs> an expensive day. That's an expensive. Yeah, day. I went home without any arrows, but I had fun. 
<laughs> and that really changed it for me that day. Even though I lost every arrow I had, I was hooked from that day on. And cool. it, it's been an amazing journey since, really. Yeah, let's talk a little. Let's dive into that a little bit about this amazing journey. So you've you've had success now. So you've 15, yeah. 15 years later, like when did you start becoming really successful in shooting? Well, I look at archery like like a roller coaster. It, yeah. I've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very fortunate that I surrounded myself with the very best archers out there. And I think that's what helped me along tremendously. You know, yeah. uh, I, I really, the first tournament, the first big, big tournament I went to was Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was 14, 2014 or 2015. Um, I, I, through mutual friends, I met John Demmer and he, said to me that hey we're they're having this tournament at Lancaster it was the first year they had it um and you should go you know you're doing well you should come and I didn't go because I was scared I was afraid I'm like man I'm not that good there's no way I had already won like all the local stuff around here like I have these plaques and trophies from all the local shoots but I didn't want to make that jump to go i thought they were professionals i'm like (laughs) i'm like man i'm not good enough to go there so i didn't go a year later same conversation i sign up to lancaster and i go and who's my bailmate is calvin smock oh yeah so how how lucky does a guy get right You, you can you can call john demmer for advice and the first guy you meet at the shoot is is calvin smock yeah. So I shot with Calvin. I showed up to that shoot with a 58 inch, 52 pound dryad epic ILF longbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my first arrow of the shoot was a pinwheel X. Oh, nice. The, the very, I don't think I hit the target again. Oh. <laughs> so you know okay you know how i know you're 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 a champion you're a competitor is that you know if i if put me in that situation and my bailmate was calvin smock i'd be like yeah. yeah my hands are like this the rest of the time i'm like i gotta shoot in front of calvin oh no <laughs> well, i didn't i didn't know him at that okay, point. okay 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 you know what i mean i didn't know who he was because I, I, I wasn't in that theme you know i've never went to those shoots i i didn't follow anything so i didn't really know who he was until that day um and he wasn't the one to tell me there was like you know all these other people were like oh you know who you're shooting with (laughs) (laughs) that guy's won the ibo like seven times (laughs) (laughs) i'm like wow (laughs) but it, it started a great relationship from that day and uh it got me into shooting more tournaments. He, Calvin was the one that talked me into going to trad worlds that first year, which uh, I think that was the same, that same year of uh, 15. And uh, I don't do good at trad worlds and I haven't figured it out yet. Like I've, I think I've got third in the bow hunter challenge, but as far as I shoot modern longbow. So as far as the normal tournament, 
I don't think I've ever come like above sixth place. Uh, that's still really good. Okay, so you, those are the best archers in you know in North America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so so yeah. So sixth place isn't terrible. <laughs> It's not terrible. If I was sixth in you know North America in terms of you know that's not terrible. So I I mean it's a little bit of a not a flex, but you know it's a yeah. I've never I never drove home crying. You know every time every time I've gone to Trad Worlds, whether it was at Pappy's or in West Virginia at Pipestem, I've always learned something. I've always taken something back with me that made me progress as an archer. Yeah. Um, one year I was in, and this is a really cool story. One year, uh, when we were at pipe stem, I just, I had a, the first two days I shot on fire. And then the last day it was in the woods. It was dark. I couldn't see. I just completely like fell apart. And so I was like packing up to go home. I'm like, I'm not even going, you know, to the, the last 20 targets or whatever it was on Sunday morning. I was like, I'm not even going. I, I'm just going to go home. And I'm I'm literally walking to my truck. And I see this guy shooting by himself on the practice range. And he's just drilling it. I mean, when I say drilling, 25 yards, baseball-sized groups, you know. So I sat down behind him and just watched him shoot. And it calmed me down, like, just watching this guy shoot and how fluent he was. And I didn't really talk to him that much. I just said, hey, you know, and uh, but watching him shoot so well and how clean and smooth he was, I'm like, man, that's, I need to do that. I need to just get back in my my head and get it together. Yeah. That guy was Randy Irvine. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I talked to him for a little bit and I and he kind of, you know, if you ever talk to Randy Irvine, it's like, talking to an old friend you know he's like you need to just calm down and get back in the game and go have fun and you know again I think that year I came in fifth or sixth or fifth or something like that but um yeah like you said it's great just being there and being around all those guys you know and 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 I think there's a common theme again I keep saying this over and over again I'm a broken record I'm sorry but there's a common theme here when you meet um some of the best archers in, in the United States and in North America, because I'm Canadian, well, I, the Canadians in there. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I think they are just like, they want to share, they want to teach, they want to coach, they want to help, right? Yeah. You run into the odd one that's like, not right now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm focused, I can't do that, which is, which is cool, right? You got to back off someone who's focused. In you you got to know the time and the time and place to, time and place. to engage, you know? And if you get that correct, you almost to a, a man or woman, they will they will sit down, they'll talk to you, and they'll they'll give you the time of day, and they'll they'll help you get better. It's the yeah. strangest thing. It's like, hey, we're going to eventually compete against each other, but you're making me better every single time. And they Absolutely. love that. They love that. Uh, you mentioned a guy, John Demmer. I, I'm not familiar with that. Can you? Who's who's that? Uh, he's a nobody. <laughs> so, so anyway, but Demmer Demmer gets a great reputation of of just like um coaching his competition you know it's just like making them better. that's what it's about you know it, it is it's what it's about it's everybody i've never met somebody that hasn't put their hand out to help yeah it's just amazing you know it's just, yeah 
It's amazing. Hey, um, so we talked a little bit, you, you mentioned it for like two brief seconds, but let's go back to it. You said that you are a, a longbow, uh, no, uh, modern longbow competitor. So yeah. are you, so is that, well, first of all, one more, one question. Are you, are you off to, uh, um, next weekend, are you going to the, is it next weekend, the weekend after to the uh, championship? And Trad world. Trad world. I'm not really sure yet. So I actually was just talking to Paul today about it. it yeah. It's 15 hours for me to get there. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul, Paul Helms. Paul Helms. Yeah. 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 So I, it's, it's a long ride and yeah, I want to see everybody, you know, that that would be the reason i jump in the truck and go yeah um and it's hot man it's hot so hot Tennessee was so hot it's brutal you walked up to my truck that time we had my truck running with the air blasting i was like like boiling man i was carrying that camera around trying to get everyone (laughs) trying to meet new people it was so hot dude it was so hot and you know that's another reason you said maybe you know at least in tennessee you know I don't practice a lot of uphill and downhill shots because my 3D course doesn't have it. Yeah. And so I'm kind of at a disadvantage when I go there anyway. But but anyway, it was so hot and you're like sweating, like there's just, you're drenched the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and hydrating. My, my wife told me, she's like, you know, you should go a day early so you can like, and I think that's one of the problems I have at Trad World is I sit in that truck for 15 hours, you know, yeah. um, and and it's like by the time I get there, I'm worn out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we'll are you see. going? Are you going to Etar? Then would you? What do you think you're going to Etar? So Etar got moved to Sawmill. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm probably going to go for like maybe go up Friday night. My the guy, one of the guys that works for me, his his dad has a farm like I don't know, two miles from the original Etar site at Denton Hill. Denton Hill. Yeah. Um, so we have a condo to stay and we have a, an apartment to stay in if we want to go and um i might go i mean because i'm not doing much this year i i messed my back up a little bit earlier in the year and mm-hmm. so i didn't have plans to do anything this year after the injury um yeah. but things are getting better and you know i did pretty good so far this year so who knows Oh, I lost you. <laughs> hey, I just want to remind our viewers that uh, and listeners that we will be I will be at ETAR this year from 22nd to 25th. I'll be conducting interviews just like this one I'm doing with uh, Santo. Um, and it, it, you don't have to be a superstar or a rock star like Santo. You can be a, a common person. If you want to come up, get interviewed. We're going to be doing like 10 minute interviews, like quick ones to say, Hey, who am I? Where am I from? How are you enjoying ETAR? That sort of thing. And I'll be roving around. And uh, and I got a special guest host, Nancy Leah Woods, who's kind of cool and a lot more interesting and, and, and fun than me. So uh, you get to meet her too. And so we're going to go around. We're going to be doing these interviews. Uh, we are going to be doing extended interviews with um, some of the bigger names that show up at, at the event. And we're going to be doing an ETAR experience. So we're going to film the entire event. We're going to get a bunch of different views. We're going to show people how, you know, where, you know, the different courses, what they look like, what the experience of coming to ETAR is. So if you can't make it to ETAR, make sure that you follow us on Archery Geek uh, at YouTube and, uh, and, then, and then listen to our podcast because we're going to have uh, live shows. We're going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff. So just kind of follow us on Instagram. That's Nancy Leah Woods. 
uh, archery underscore geeks on Instagram and then archery geek on YouTube. So I wanted to get that in there, Santo. So uh, right. <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> because I, I think it's, it's going to be such a fun time and yeah. I, I want everyone to experience it and, and just get their, their moment to, to say hi to everyone. So it's hey. so cool because there's no pressure, you know, everybody's there to have fun or yep. buy stuff, you yeah. know? So it's just, it's, it's every time I've been there, it's been a blast. Yeah, I can't wait. And I can't wait to see guys like you and just hang out and, and yeah. just, uh, you know, walk the course a little bit. Hey, yeah. so speaking, so I want to get back to a little bit. So you're, you're in the, the uh, modern long bow class. What, yeah. is, what is your setup right now? What's your, what's your bow setup? And so uh, this year I've been shooting for three rivers. Um, not that I've been shooting a whole lot because of my back injury, but um, I'm shooting a 17 inch DOS. Yeah. Um, off the shelf with a, uh, a push uh, side plate uh, AccuTune. AccuTune. Yeah. Yep. You want to see it? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Bring it up. What do you got? How beautiful that is. Oh, look at that. Some bare bow arrows too in there. That is nice. Now these are, um, I have the bare bow arrows and they're, they're really heavy. So yeah, they're real heavy. Um, these are some arrows I made for, um, when I tried out for the USA uh, 3D team. That's awesome, man. Those are cool. Yeah. yeah, so they stick with me as a reminder of what my end goal here is. Oh, that's <laughs> but, really good. Uh, that's a pretty bow. Thanks. Um, and I'm shooting a Java Man limbs. And uh, they were new to me last year with the riser. And um, I have a couple Java Man's bows. And Greg makes great products. Um, and he's an awesome guy. So I wanted to support him. And uh, if you're making ILF longbow limbs, I probably already have them or are going to buy them soon. So <laughs> I know there's not a lot, right? I mean, I don't think that there's, there's not. Much. There used to be a couple more, but uh, we lost a few along the way. Um, some good ones too. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's And I picked that class um, honestly because it's what I hunted with. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's why I picked it. When I went to Trad Worlds that first year, I'm like, oh, I can shoot the bow that I've been hunting with. Like, why not? So. What, um, so what poundage are you sitting at? For uh, I've come way down. Right now I shoot about 42 pounds. Okay, 42. And then is that the same for hunting or no? No, for hunting, I try to bump it up to like anywhere from 45 to 48, depending on the bow. I, if it's an ILF bow, I typically are on the lower side. I, I feel like uh, it just feels better on my fingers. Um, if I'm getting like a one piece bow, I'll bump it up to like 47 or 48. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then uh, for competition, what, what arrows did you say you're shooting? Uh, right now, what am I shooting? I'm shooting for the, well, <laughs> right now, for the past four or five years, I've been shooting the recurve rz's oh, okay okay good okay in that class you don't have to shoot woodies no no so modern longbow you can use an ilf as long as it's off the shelf and you can shoot any arrow you want so what are you using for a tab the best tab ever i don't i don't recognize that what is that no the best tab ever a <laughs> <laughs> yost you know, I won. I won salesman of, of the year last year for Yoast. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So I, so I think I've given away more than I've probably 
you know, should have, but I, uh, I don't know. I think I have 20 some in my collection now and everybody I talk to, I'm just like, you got to shoot a Yost. All the guys around here, they all have them. You know, they went, they threw out their gloves and they're shooting a Yost tab. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, uh, Yost is excellent. Awesome. Love them. Yost will be sponsoring me at uh, this year's ETAR to do all awesome. that event. So, which is really awesome. good. Three Rivers will also be a sponsor of ours. And awesome. um, uh, Lancaster Archery will also be a sponsor. So we're, we're, we, we've got a lot of firepower behind us. We're going to have a lot of fun there at ETAR. Um, but I want to go back to the Yost tab. Uh, it's it's funny. Uh, you know, and there'll be people watching this that are traditional archers and they're like, no, I got a glove. That's traditional. I do shoot split finger and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was, we were at uh, Trad World and um, Rod Jenkins, uh, famous, famously known for winning that, you know, I don't know, half a dozen times or something like that. Just yeah. an amazing archer, right? Yeah. Um, and and trained Jimmy Blackman. Um, and, you know, he, he's got something on the push, too, that, you know, and he's, he's going to be here in Kansas um, around the same time that ETAR is going on, actually. Uh, Cody is is hosting him. So if all that stuff together is just to say that Rod was given a seminar. It was a free seminar, at, and we were sitting and watching it, and he, he said, all right, how many of you guys are uh, shooting a, a, a glove right now? And then there's like two guys put their hands in and he goes, stop, stop, stop it now. <laughs> Just get rid of it. Go to a tab. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, I shot a glove for years and I, I, I tried to find the best glove I could get. And, and uh, you know, Bear Paul makes a pretty nice glove. That speed glove that they make yeah, is I like that. pretty good. And I met Eric at Lancaster. I, we, I went out to Lancaster on a weekend and, uh, we I went there on a weekend to shoot with Demer. We and Eric came, and that's where I met him. And he's like, "Oh, here, try one of these." And I've never looked back. I mean, they're just I, it's so clean. I can get such a clean release, and um, you know, it's hard. It's hard trying to get guys that are traditional glove shooters to even try one. They'll try it for you know a couple of shots and be like, "I don't like it." Yeah. I did the same thing. You know, I, when I first got it, I'm like, I don't like this thing. And I just stuck with it and stuck with it. I'm like, wow, my groups are better. I had to retune my bow a little bit because I was now tighter to my face. And yeah. So, you know, but so, they, they do, tabs are great. So th this is a good segue into, uh, I'd like to understand your shot process. You know, start to finish as much detail as you want to yeah. give us. I'd love to hear anything you can tell us about. You get up to the line, then what happens? Um, <laughs> my, I just start shaking. <laughs> me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> so I, uh, the first thing I always do is I make sure my, my grip is right on my bow. I, that, I mean, to me, that's one of the most important things is, is your grip and your bow arm. Um, I've seen a lot of guys and I'm one of them that, you know, they have a good process, but their bow arm is, they're always searching. We used to call it peekaboo. You're always, you let go and you're looking for the bow comes down right away. And I, I think that's one of the biggest problems I've seen. I co I help. I don't like to call it coaching because I don't have any kind of certificates yet, but I help, you know, four or five different people here at my house once a week. And nice. Um, yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing I've seen is that bow arm and I'm, I'm, you know, I do it myself once in a while. Uh, that bow arm drops because you're 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 wanting to see. Oh, did I make it? Did I hit it good? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But the first thing I do when I step up to a stake is I always, you know, I put a little pressure on the string and I set my grip. Um, I think grip is one of the most important aspects of your shot. Um, I don't have like a, a real ingrained process like most of these guys do. Um, I, I'll check my distance. I'm pretty good at judging yardage. I think okay. that's added to some of the success that I've had. Mm -hmm. um, when I, I bring my bow arm up before I even start drawing. And I'll, as I'm coming back, you know, I'm constantly bouncing between the target and my arrow tip. I'm a gap shooter. So yeah. I'm, I'm constantly checking where my tip of my arrow is on that target. You know, once I know my distance, I know, do I need to be um, four inches high, six inches low, whatever. Uh, one of the other things is finding the right setup. So I, I have a setup that is fast enough that I, at 25 yards, or tw I set everything at 27 yards. Okay. So my, my bow is quick enough and my arrows are light enough that I, my gaps aren't that big. So on a normal 3d course if if it's you know the average shot is 25 27 yards i'm either at the top of the 10 or the bottom of the 10 okay so i don't have to you know because of the length of my arrow the poundage of my bow my draw length it all comes into play um because i've talked to a lot of guys and they're like how do you have a, a gap that's four inches high or four inches low or six inches and i'm like you know, and I figured it out over the years, every aspect plays a part in your gap, you know, your bow poundage, your arrow length, your arrow tip weight, your arrow weight. Um, your anchor point. Yeah. So most guys, most people are anchoring with their finger in the corner of their mouth. I mean, that's what you mostly find, especially with new people. That's the first thing they tell you. One of the first things I do is uh, I tell people before they even come to my house to learn anything i was like go watch watch this push video you know yeah. then we'll go over what you've taken from it and, um but most people anchor you know right in the corner of their mouth or they use that canine tooth um especially for a lot of the classes bare bow you know they could be it all depends where they're walking um but that's what i do i walk up to the stake i grab the string i put a little pressure on it make sure my grip is right um, I do one thing that's a little different when I come to full draw, I actually use feather to nose, but not as a trigger. I use it as an alignment. Okay. So as long as my index finger is touching that tooth and my nose hits the, hits the feather, yeah. the string is on my eyebrow. There's three points of contact. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. that keep that keep me in, in alignment um and the rest is really up to me as far as the pressure you know if you target panic will take over and you're shaking all over the place but um you know if you stay calm and your alignment's good it'll get there yeah. you know and that's basically all i do i mean i i do bounce back and forth looking at the target checking you know because of my gap um but he, okay, so so awesome. So how about what would you of all those things, or maybe there's some something different. What piece of advice would you give a new archer? 
like someone who wants to improve? What, what's your secret sauce? So the seat, there's no secret. And you've heard people say it a thousand times, go find an old archer. Mm. And that is the best advice that anyone could ever give you. Um, it's somebody gave me that advice and it worked, you know, uh, I, I'm very fortunate, and I say this a lot, I'm very fortunate to have the very best archers on my speed dial. So I can call John Demmer any time of day or night. I can call Fawn Gerard any time of day or night. I can call Calvin. I can call Dwayne. Um, I made friends with the best out there, and it really helps. I mean, over the years, I've learned everything I've learned from these people. Um, and they've helped me along the way. If I had a question about something or I pick up the phone and call any one of them, they'll always answer their phone. Yeah. Um, among, 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 you know, per, among personable people, Santo would be the most personable person. He, you're easy to get along with, easy to talk to. Uh, and, and you're, you're a good guy. Hey, yeah. um, we're, we're about at the end here. Is there anything else you want to uh, let our listeners know or, or anything interesting? That um, I don't know. We, uh, <laughs> we have a pretty good, we got a good group going for, um, triple T strings. Yep. I got to mention them guys. Um, yep. we talk every day and it's, there's a bunch of us on there that, that, uh, we help each other, you know, um, Trevor's doing a great job of running that group. And, and uh, I just, I'll give a shout out to, so, I mean, you get, you're talking about shooters. I'm just going to talk about the product for a second. Yeah. Um, if you are a new archer mm -hmm. in a bow setup, do yourself a massive favor. Go get a triple T string. Here's why. They're good. Okay. There's a lot of good strings out there, but they're, they're, they're a little bit better than good. And, and he, he puts the knocks on for you. You know, he ties the string knocks on for you. And I just find that it's so convenient. Like I almost, this is what I'm going to do. Santo. I'm actually, when this bow behind me, uh, when, when the, when the knocks fall off of it, I might yeah. just order a new string because <laughs> they're such a pain. <laughs> yeah. to tie. No one does a good job like him. I mean, it's well, Trevor, Trevor has a really good video out there on how I mean, to tie those that. knocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this story real quick. Yeah. So I, you know, I've had a little success at TAS at the traditional archery yeah. society. Um, I've never, uh, I've every year that I've ever shot it, I placed somewhere in the top three, yeah. um, seven times, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, last year was a really good year for us. Paul, Paul and I were the team competition. We won that. Um, yeah. and then I won modern longbow the week before that shoot. Trevor sent me a string the week before the shoot and I put it on my bow that night started shooting it and was it the string I tell him it's the string all the time just because he likes getting his ego fed yeah. but, um, a, a really well-made string does make a difference and you know I was a I shot other people's strings in the past 15 years and I think he's doing the best job out there as far as Flemish strings go, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We should mention that he does only Flemish twist strings. 
And no. I, I like him. I like him for hunting. I like him for being traditional, more traditional. Anyway, it's good. All right. Yeah. Hey, so, so if our listeners or viewers want to um, uh, follow you or, or, or uh, yeah, you know, where, where can they do that? Uh, it's just my name. I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I don't do anything else. I'm too old for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you on TikTok here soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Um, it's just my full name, Santo Armano you know, Instagram, mostly tile pictures, but <laughs> tile mafia, we'll tile see. mafia, brother. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, don't forget that, uh, again, we're going to be at, um, ETAR this year, man. And, uh, Santos sounds like he might be there too for a day. So come and join us. Um, don't be shy. Reach out to Nancy Leah Woods or myself on Instagram. You know, if you want to be interviewed, we'll we'll make time for you, man. We'll make time. We have time for the traditional archery community. We love you guys so much. And uh, bring cash because there's a lot of uh, going to be a lot of cool products there too. And I'm going to get view. I'm going to get video of all that stuff, all the really cool stuff. So, anyway, thanks everyone for watching. Santo, I appreciate you getting on here with me. It's uh, it's short timing too. Thank you so so much, man. Anytime, brother. It's always good to talk to you. All right, man. Take it easy, everyone. Talk to you next time.